Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Today, and uh, you, saw, you saw right at the end of that video, that great video depicting the Christmas story in a modern way. I'm not sure uh, Mary and Joseph were driving around in a Golf GTI convertible, okay, vintage style. I'm not sure that was the case, but you get the you get the idea, okay. There was no room at the end. They were trying to find a place, and of course, what they brought into the world, what Mary brought into the world, was truly miraculous, the greatest gift that this world has ever seen. And it is our quest from Arena Church to use whatever means to describe and explain the greatest gift that has ever come to the earth. And this gift has the potential of changing all of our lives. And I'm talking about Jesus. But what I've been very aware of, and of course they are unusual times that we're in, but invariably beyond the bright Christmas lights, away from the shopping centers and town squares, usually tucked away in a little corner, away from the prominence of the Christmas markets and the stalls and the fairground rides and the grottos. Therein lies a very humble scene that consists of a star and a stable and a manger, and there are some people there, and there are some animals, and the centerpiece is baby Jesus. This is the scene that Jesus came into, and what I want to do just for a few moments is point you to this scene. I want to point you, particularly beyond the glitz of Christmas, and I want to take you to Jesus I want, in fact, want to take us to the true meaning of Christmas. And what I want to do is I want to encourage those people who will get this idea in your mind. Now, I've had a new phone this year. I'm not great with technology. Some of you are brilliant. I am terrible. And the kids have said to me, Dad, the camera's amazing. It'll zoom in and zoom out. Well, I'm doing this as I'm going and there and whatever. I don't know what I'm doing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Give me a wave if you've got the same frailties as I have. Thankfully, there are some of you here today. Okay, I want you to picture taking your camera and zooming in just for a moment, right into this scene beyond the crowds and pick up the detail of this scene that's tucked away. I want to describe three particular parts of this scene. The first of all, I want to talk about And the first thing I notice is the star. It says in Matthew in chapter 2 and verse 2, another reading was that there were wise men. And they asked Herod, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east. and We have come to worship him. I've been reflecting upon this scene as I zoomed in and I looked to the star and what I realized was this. The star is that God provides a travel guide for seekers. That is what the essence of the star is. He provides a travel guide for those who are seeking. We see from this verse that there were men from the east and they were given a guide that would enable them to travel to find the Christmas saviour. This star led them to the exact location. 
This Christmas star was God's gift of direction. It was God's travel guide for seekers. But here's the point. God has in fact provided a travel guide for each of us. Someone who points us to Christ. For me, it was a local pastor like what I'm doing and a Sunday school teacher. (laughs) For others, there's different guides. And what I love about Arena and being part of Arena is Arena Church is made up of many, many different people and ages and backgrounds and stories. And when you delve into their story, you see that they have a different story of how they got here. You see, some had a travel guide whilst they're in prison. Others through a food parcel. Others through the gift of a room in a house. Still others through a spouse or a child or a Sunday school teacher or a school teacher. What I'm trying to say is this. God uses people and situations to point people to him. We have, in fact, a lady in our church who had hit rock bottom. Her story was she'd hit rock bottom. And she was completing all kinds of things. And she was just on her way to Oldie many, many years ago. And as she went to Oldie, she saw the signs of Arena Church. <laughs> and as she saw Arena Church, that was a, a guide. It's interesting, when I was laughing to myself, I was preparing this, but even Oldie can be a star. Even Oldie can be a travel guide. And as a result of her going there and seeing here, she is now in our church years later. And I want to tell you, her life has dramatically changed. She has received forgiveness and love. And by the way, she was a professional lady. Who on the outside looked like everything was together, but actually everything was falling apart. Let me encourage you with a word of encouragement. The chances are God has already put a travel guide in your life somewhere. If you were to scan your connections and relationships, you'll probably find someone who is burning bright with faith. Whose love is real. And who lives differently. I recently met a gentleman who's on a spiritual journey. And we were having a a coffee together. And he wants to understand the way to Jesus. That was his question. How do I get to Jesus? He was searching. He was questioning. And he was asking this basic fundamental question that many of us ask. Is there more to life than this? So for about 20 minutes, during the hour that we had together, this man heard about Jesus, just simply from my life. And I told him he can transform anybody. You see, the key to this man's spiritual progress is that he sought out a travel guide that happened to be a local pastor called Christian. Seekers, may I encourage you to do the same during this season. Get on the road. Look for the star that God has given you. And may I encourage you, use it soon. Let's take you now to a reading in Luke in chapter 2 because there's a second part to this message. Because it says of Mary and Joseph that they found a stable 
And in fact, in verse 16, it says this, they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph, speaking of the shepherds and the angels, and the baby who was lying in the manger in a stable. We see two parts there. We see the stable and we see the manger. So let me take you to the second part, the stable. Because the stable has great significance for me. Let's just take a moment again. Let me take you back to my camera. Let's just zoom in again. Let's, are, you, are you with me? You're still all with me. Let's just zoom in again and look at the stable that's right there, hid away. Because this stable is a rough looking building. <laughs> it's timber framed. And it's not quaint and nice as the artists depict It's actually crowded with smelly animals. It's dark, it's damp, and it's rodent infested. Now my question is, surely if God is able to provide a beautiful star, surely he could have provided better accommodation than this. Anybody with me? (laughs) He could have provided a hotel room. I mean, surely there had to be Hilton at Bethlehem at that time. Surely, to goodness, traveling or something. Uh, uh, Even a hospital somewhere. Yet God chose, purposely, divinely, chose for the stable to be the place for his son to be born. And it was for a very important reason. You see, God sent his son to live on the earth because he made a strategic decision not to shelter him from the harsh realities of this life. God had no intention of shielding his son by having him born into a make-believe world of the rich and famous. Now, I haven't watched this. I've seen it on TV. But I think it describes something like a, a life swap. It's where you normally have a family who was struggling to make ends meet. And they swap their life. Anybody seen it on TV? They swap their life with somebody who's not normally famous, but of quite wealthy or very comfortable. And like I said, I can't say that. I've watched it much. But I'm sure it makes fascinating viewing particularly as those who have wealth and great means now get a grasp on the cold, harsh realities of millions. And Jesus was born into the harsh, cold realities of millions. From day one, God the Father determined not to shelter his son from the rude and crude realities Of life on planet earth. Jesus understands because he's been there. Jesus stunned the aristocratic life, embraced spry, and embraced the realities of the broken world so he could sympathize with our every weakness. And the stable for me is a permanent reminder of the fact that God sent Jesus to live in this real world. When you are going through pain, and when you are going through disappointment, heartache, anxiety, uncertainty, confusion, pour your heart out to Jesus. He understands because he's been there. Life 
without advantage, he's been there. Shortage, poverty, he's been there. Discrimination and oppression. Well, Jesus was a refugee before his first birthday. Rejection and ridicule, he experienced it. Death of loved ones, multiple times. Physical pain, more than you or I will ever experience. Can you now see how important the stable is as we zoom in? Because it symbolizes the unsheltered life of Jesus. Our response to this stable, well, it's humble and heartfelt trust as we pour out our hearts to him for forgiveness and love. And lastly, I've got to take you to the manger. I've got to take you to the manger. You can't just see the star in the stable. You've now got to see the tool the equipment in the stable, and it was the manger. And what the manger signifies for me is the ordinary becomes extraordinary. So one last time, are you, are you still with me? Because you know I'm a bit useless on technology. Will you just zoom in? Now go beyond the structure. And just get right to the stable, to, to the manger. Now, if it wasn't for... I believe this story, we wouldn't even know what the word means. <laughs> it's the Christmas story that's made it popular. And when I talk about the manger, I'm talking about a feeding trough. Because that's what it was. It was an ordinary piece of furniture that held feed and hay and straw for the animals. But you see, this is where the ordinary becomes extraordinary. Because this feeding trough became the cradle for the king. Wow. What a transformation. The manger is again a symbol of what can happen to an ordinary man and woman and child when Jesus Christ resides in their hearts. Arena Church is made up of very, very ordinary people. But God has done an extraordinary work in every one of our hearts. <laughs> that is the story. And there are millions of people across the earth who are and have experienced the transformative work of Jesus. And by the way, we're not too concerned with the rich and famous because we're more concerned with the masses, ordinary people. Who, who, am, who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about students and seniors, apprentices, the unemployed, business owners, prisoners, every language, every color, every creed. All being transformed. They were transformed because, like I, they recognized they were lawbreakers, sinners, moral failures. And they haven't hidden from it. They weren't going to cover it up this time. No lying or cheating or trying to blag their way out of it. They knew on the day of judgment, they'd be found guilty. And so these ordinary people, they became extraordinary because, number one, they fell to their knees in repentance. They recognized that God is pure and holy. And they've fallen short and they've repented. This is my story. 
This is my story. I knew that I'd fell short. And I fell to my knees in repentance. But secondly, they fell on their knees and they cried for grace. We heard it in the video. The grace of God. Jesus didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. Grace is given to us that which we don't deserve. But he loves us. And they received his grace as they fell on their knees. As they called out to God. And they received his pardon and grace. And thirdly, they fell to their knees in worship. I love this part, this truth. When I reflect on my life, receiving the grace of God, receiving the forgiveness of God. But as I received those from him, I had then had to give him my worship. We're not here to talk about the wise men, and I'm mindful of the time. But it's interesting what I love about the wise men. Their response when they found Jesus is they gave gifts. And they bowed their knees in worship. They were in essence saying, we have now found the one who is worthy of my praise. The one that we will value above all others. So we see the star. We see the stable. We see the manger. I want to encourage you as I just draw it to a close. Wherever you go this Christmas time, let me just recap for a moment. Look at the star. Remember, remember, God provides travel guides for earnest seekers. As you look at the stable, don't forget that God decided, determined not to shelter his son. He let him go through what you and I experience daily so he could be a sympathetic saviour. He knows and he understands. When you look at the manger, remember, Jesus comes and resides in ordinary lives. Just like the feeding trough, the ordinary can truly become extraordinary. Now in all of these messages, whether it be on Christmas or whether it be in January, or whether it be in the summer, Arena Church is committed to bringing a challenge to everybody. Because we can hear messages that impact us in that moment, but we don't do anything with them. I don't know about you, I've heard many people say this, they've been to many impactful Christmas services, and they've looked at the nativity scene, but they've done nothing with it. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe before we get through the Christmas season, that you too reflect on this Christmas story and you too fall on your knees in repentance and then worship to God. Will you allow Jesus to bring transformation, change to your life? Or will you simply just allow this offer to pass you by?
My simple question to you is, what will you choose to do this Christmas? I'd like to take the opportunity before I hand back to Pastor Phil and the guys who are going to conclude our service to offer a prayer for everybody. What we do in Arena Church, we're very respectful because we understand these are private moments. So I wonder if you join with me in just bowing your heads and there's nothing that says we have to do it this way and close your eyes and just have a moment of concentration and reflection. I want to simply offer a prayer. If this is your prayer, if you feel like you're at the end of your tether, if you have been searching like this gentleman that I met and asking the question, is there more to life than this? And something of the message and something of the carols and something of the spirit of this service, it may be that already you've connected with a star who has been drawing you to this point. I simply want to encourage you in this moment to offer your hearts, your prayers to God. He knows your life. He knows your imperfections. He knows your sinfulness. He knows my sinfulness. But Jesus Christ came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. So Lord, in this moment of prayer, in the moment of people's lostness, we say that without judgment and without condemnation. The darkness of people's hearts. They're longing for something more and something different. They're longing, as Phil described it, for love, joy, peace, and hope. It truly is only found in you because we can search in many other places and we never find any of those things that are lasting. But in you we find true, lasting, true love, joy, peace and hope. And as people confess their sins, as they open their hearts to you, I pray that you would come in you would forgive people, that you would give people a brand new start, that people would turn from their old ways and they would be committed to living for you. As people open up their hearts in this moment, I do want to give you in this moment of quietness, if anybody had prayed that prayer, I, my eyes are now open, nobody else's eyes are. If you prayed that prayer, would you just raise your hand and say, Christian, I prayed that prayer. Great, thank you. Yeah. I pray, Lord, now that you would confirm your word in these precious people's hearts. In Jesus' name. And we pray, God, that we would enjoy in these troubled times, we would enjoy peace, love, joy because we're found in you I pray health and blessing and prosperity over this congregation 